You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. All right, we're here once again, night three of Crisis on Infinite Earths for the CW. And uh, Chris and I are, well, I guess I, I don't want to speak for Chris, but I am I am dumbfounded. I am awed by what I just watched. It's funny. I knew some of the stuff was coming and they still managed to surprise me. Yeah, so no I kidding. Am, I am overjoyed. I'm saddened, but... I'm still ready for more. <laughs> oh, definitely ready for more. I can't believe we're gonna, we have to wait, wait a, a, month. a month. I was about to say I a year. I just heard that. <laughs> Get your Marvel mind out of here, you. <laughs> but no, uh, so I, once again, they were able to, let's, let's just skip right to this. They were able to surprise us with Oliver Queen once again for a third time. I can't believe this. <laughs> so uh first night oliver queen dies second night resurrection of oliver queen third night new power set for oliver queen he is now the specter of the dccw universe the arrowverse well just for the crisis you think it's just for the crisis oh yeah i think i mean i mean it's such a weird thing but okay one of the big things is like i think if you look at the cover of crisis on infinite earth number 11 you see the antimonitor and the specter grappling like with each other. So that's, what's going to happen is we're going to see what's the actor's name for Stephen Amell. Well, no, uh, for the monitor monitor and a monitor, uh, LaMonica Garrett. We're going to see LaMonica and Steven do some moves on each other. Like that's what it's going to have to do. Like it just, it makes sense because you can't like the specters, a vital character to crisis, mm-hmm. but he doesn't mean anything to the TV people. Right. So Stephen have- Amell means so much to the TV people, to the CW. He is the start of it. So it makes sense to give him that power boost. And then, like, I, I wish I-, I had a transcript of exactly what the Spectre said to him. Because I don't feel it was a transfer of power. I feel like it's like, this is what you're going to do. Mm. So he'll come off very Spectre looking. But it's just what he's going to do for the moment. See, and the way I see it is because... In the comic books that I read, the era of comic books that I read, the Spectre wasn't part of a team. He wasn't part of the JSA. He wasn't there all the time, you know? Like, he was, he only showed up in uh, times of great need. I mean, as the the right hand of God or the the spirit of vengeance? Right, no. Right. Is that what it is? The spirit of vengeance? Yeah, he's the spirit of vengeance. Okay. Just like a ghost rider. Just like a ghost rider. <laughs> uh, he only showed up when it was something that was that big. So to me, Stephen Amell being the new specter uh, means that he can show up at next year's crossover event and doesn't have to have uh, a uh, contract to be there for, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. Right. well it's a great setup exactly. Like yeah. I like what you're thinking. Like it's like, hey, next year when we do our annual crossover when we do yeah, Day of Vengeance. Ollie has a quick appearance, you know, and it's like there you go. <laughs> but I, I just I like I said, I mean I can go either way. I just don't feel it was full, full on. But yeah, I'm totally like 
I'm stoked. You know, it's like, okay, this is going to be exciting. So, yeah, each episode is very nice and crazy for Ollie. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, Jim Corrigan shows up to give him either give him the power of the specter or share with him the power of the specter, as you're saying. And uh, that is not the same actor, I don't believe, who played Jim Corrigan in the Constantine episode uh, where, or yeah, the Constantine show, the episode where. Uh, Jim Corgan showed up as a living person, not as the Spectre yet. Wow, interesting. So um, that that's it. I mean, he honestly just came in for a second to just play this the Spectre, you know. Yeah. Um, but to get to Lian Yu, where we found the soul of Oliver Oliver Queen, uh, John Constantine had to go and get a favor from someone. So <laughs> he shows, uh, he takes Diggle and uh, Mia to Earth 666, which was very interesting that they would call it that in Los Angeles, no, none, nonetheless. And on Los Angeles, Earth 666 is Lucifer, Lucifer yeah. Morningstar, not just any Lucifer Morningstar, but the Lucifer Morningstar from the show Lucifer, which used to be on Fox. Then went to net. Now is on Netflix, and uh, is on its last season. But um, what is the guy? Tom Ellis, I believe, is his name. The actor's name is Tom Ellis, who plays okay. that. Who plays Lucifer? So, uh, funny thing is that it got leaked long time ago. That uh, yeah, Tom he was Ellis on was, set. <laughs> yeah, he was on set, and he was in. He was in Vancouver filming something, and like it got out, and he was like, "No, no, 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 I wasn't there. I was literally there just visiting my friends. I wasn't there." Like filming anything, and well, that turned out to be a lie. What else does the devil do? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so the idea is that you know they had to go to purgatory to find Oliver's soul so that they could bring it back because uh, John Constantine's mojo, his magic, wasn't working as we talked about last night. Now it's interesting. Despite uh, uh, despite deciding, uh, despite people's religious beliefs, it's interesting that Ollie would end up in purgatory. Because as a Catholic and even seeing how the DC universe is played with purgatory, purgatory is where a good person who has done wrong ends up because you cast doubt upon yourself so you're not pure enough to enter heaven. And it's an interesting concept. It's like, okay, that's cool. Hence why Hal Jordan went there so he could become the specter in the comics. Why does you know him better than I do? Why does Ollie end up in purgatory? Well, Why not heaven? I mean, the dude did some good stuff. Yeah, but in this version of uh, Oliver Queen Green Arrow, when he first started out as the Hood, on, when he came back to Star City, he so killed season people. One yeah, of, season one. Okay, of Arrow, he killed people. He straight up put arrows into people for death. So. Uh, he's done. He's got some red on his ledger. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he's, he's done a lot of great. He's done a lot of good. Um, but in his mind, he still, he would still be repenting for those few that he did kill. That makes sense. I was just curious because to me, it's like, yeah, why doesn't the guy, you know? So speaking of that in the comic book, like pre flashpoint, we know that he goes up and puts an arrow straight into Prometheus's head, right? Because Prometheus, Killed Kills Star City, killed Roy's daughter, and destroyed took, Roy. And took Roy's arm. Yeah. So would that arrow end up in purgatory? Would that be enough for him to be like, well, I did wrong? So this is what's tough because, okay, when Arrow, when Green Arrow first died, he went to heaven. He did. We saw it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith told us. That's right. So he was up there. Um, he didn't even want to come back. 
You know, it was like, I don't want to do this. But it was because Connor was going to be killed. That's why he came back. He did it because his child was in danger. See, that's what Mia should have done. Why was she sitting there coming in to visit? She should have been like, I'll get myself in a situation. <laughs> and then Oliver would have been like, I can't let her die. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the what Jim Corrigan said to him on the NU. He said, look, if you don't do this, everybody dies, that, oh, including yeah. your daughter. So you, you need to do it the way I say Well, but they didn't. So their end goal didn't work out. I mean, obviously, his the Spectre's end goal is way greater mm-hmm. than their end goal. You know, but regardless, I was just going for a funny bit there. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. No, but uh, so uh, you know the the Green Arrow that we know, well, as far as I know, because I don't know much of his new Fifty Two exploits, and I don't really know what's going on with him rebirth. But if I if we take the time period from post crisis to pre Flashpoint, uh, no, he doesn't go to heaven uh, because, like you said, it's those things. Like the minute he took out Prometheus. He acted with vengeance in his heart. He knows he's been nothing but horrible trouble to Roy. Like, it's to the point where it's like, God, if I got to do it again, please let me have never met Roy. Yeah. Let it have been another hero mm. because he has done nothing but fail Roy. And then the worst part is he's never been there for Roy after he fails him. Because when Roy does drugs during that famous, you know, Green Lantern, Green Arrow series. He turns his back on him. Yeah, he turned his back on him. And it was Dinah. It was Dinah and Hal who, like, stepped up and stayed with him, you know. And then when Lillian died, Ollie just, you know, plopped an arrow into Prometheus and walked away and vanished, Mm -hmm. you know? So no, he doesn't. So yeah, he ends up in purgatory or unless he's really feeling bad, he goes downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, a big change for the character of Oliver Queen in the Arrowverse, Berlantiverse, however you want to call it. Um, that's going to play out interesting, I think, in the 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 following two episodes after Infinity oh, or Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so that's pretty much what, that's what happens with that end of that storyline. We have uh, the Monitor giving back the powers of Vibe to. Cisco, who worked diligently in creating a cure to cure metas of their power if they decide to have their powers taken away from them. Oh, interesting. So now did he willingly take his own cure he did. or was it just oh because so he, he wanted, didn't want to be violent. he didn't want to be he didn't want to have the powers anymore. Wow. So uh yeah. Was there ever any signs of regret after taking the cure? No. So he was like, I wanted this, it happened, and I'm happy. And I'm happy about it, yeah, exactly. Uh so so monitor putting the powers back into him is very uh, bad. I, I was looking for a different word there, but I could not come up with it. So bad was with it. <laughs> I mean, he he obviously rolls with the punches in the episode. He knows he's going to need to use his. Yeah, this powers. is greater than him. This is greater than his world. Yeah, I mean, he can he can come up with. Uh, oh no, I guess he wouldn't because the whole so the whole reason he needs his vibe powers is because there is an anti uh, antimatter force field around uh, the, the antimatter cannon that uh, Wesley ships Barry yeah. Allen of Earth 90, 90. Uh, is powering and they can't get to him. Now, I was going to say that he could just use his tech to create the portal on one side and create a portal on this side, but literally nothing of matter can pass through the force field because it's antimatter. Yeah. So he can actually create a force field on the other side with his vibe powers as opposed to 
using tech. Yeah. So that that's interesting. Yeah, I mean it's kind of wild, and it'll be great to see in the you know the rest of the season or later in Flash. How does he handle it? Well, I would assume you know? that he still could. I mean, I would. Well, he can always he, retake the cure. Yeah, take but the cure again. They don't just give him the powers back, so he's going to struggle. And I think yeah. that'll be some neat character moments because it's like, you know, I got what I wanted. Did I necessarily like it? Now that I have a second chance, what should I do with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, the 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 flash of Earth ninety is powering the the flash can or sorry the flash can, the antimatter cannon, which is the source of the wave that is destroying Earth after Earth. Yeah in the multiverse. And, um, when we get to that, uh, you know, what's funny. I just, the thought came to my head is when they first introduced the idea of the multiverse in flash, uh, the, the, the show, yeah, yeah. um, they said that there was only 52 earths and, uh, earth X just happened to be outside of the 52. That's why we call it X. <laughs> yeah, that's why we call it X. I'm trying to remember if someone came along and said, no, there's more than 52 because obviously there is, we have earth 666, we have earth 167. We have, uh, which we forgot to mention at the beginning of the, the beginning of this episode, we had birds of prey, which was a CW show only one season. Yeah. It was earth two Oh three, which I don't know the significance of that. I haven't had a chance to look that one up. February of 2003. Is that when birds of prey premiered? You know what? That could possibly very much be. You, I think you're probably spot on <laughs> because there would have been a mid-season, uh, uh, would have been a, f- a spring bring back, and it was after probably two seasons of two, three seasons of uh, of Smallville being out. I know that's why they brought it on is because no, Smallville. No, they're crediting it as 2002. First episode was October 9th, 2002, but final episode February 2003. There you go. It was only half a season. So, there you, you, you were on the opposite end. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm anti-Chris. <laughs> so, uh, I wonder if that's what 167 then. Who was 167 again? What world was that? That was the Smallville world. Um, no, I'd have to play with those numbers again. Just the best thing I found was just that world where Superman and oh, Lex yeah, were, were right. buddies and yeah. they became Batman and Superman, respectively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but nobody's really, nobody's really found anything yet. That's weird. Yeah. That it, one's an interesting one. Maybe that's like an internal thing for it them. It might be, you know, like they secretly they shot. They might've had 167 episodes. Yeah. I was yeah. Just gonna say, like, they shot 167 episodes, <laughs> even they though had, they only aired so many. <laughs> they had 10 seasons. So 10 seasons at 20 episodes a season. It's usually a little bit more. It's like 22 episodes a season. That's what, 200? No. So you would have been... Because usually you get to 100 episodes after five seasons. So yeah. they would have got... Well, they would have almost got to 600 so or two, 200. So maybe maybe they did get 167 episodes or 166 episodes. Let's see. Now, 217 episodes is Dang. the list. Um, it's a prime number and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> astronomical all right you so, just got to look at whatever the 167 episode of smallville was and that's the answer that might be the answer too either way um when you start off with the birds of prey episode she it's the same actress who played uh, uh huntress in in that show she is speaking to oracle on her comms which i don't know if they actually got 
Yeah, I think, and did they get the actress to come in and do the voice? I think it's or? Dina Meyer. I think it's her name. Uh, I only I always remember her as the the actress from um, uh, Starship Troopers, but <laughs> uh, I I don't remember them saying if she was going to be coming back. Uh, let's see what else we had. Iris and uh, Ray Palmer and who was the other person with? Uh, oh, Elongated Man. Yes. Show up in Ivy Town, Earth One, to talk to Dr. Ryan Choi. Yes. Well, because now, by this point now, we know uh, oh, the Paragons right. Right. have specific listings. So Barry Allen, uh, he used to be the gangster of love, but now he's the Paragon of love. Batwoman is the Paragon of Courage. Supergirl is the Paragon of Hope. Uh, the Marsh Manor was revealed as the Paragon of Honor. Which I thought was very odd. They just kind of threw that in there real quick. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else got a build up, a suspenseful moment. And his was just like, we got to close this off. So here's the seventh one real yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he knows he was a Paragon. No. I don't think he was told. Because he wasn't even in the room. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Routh's Kingdom Come-esque Superman is the Paragon of Truth. Now, this, that's going to play some interesting things because of what happens later in the episode yes yeah we'll get there uh and sarah lance Lance is the paragon of destiny and sarah is the white canary correct that's her code name her hero name okay and then so that meant that the newcomer ryan Choi, who in the comic books is the third atom the atom uh following uh ray palmer so ryan Choi is the paragon of humanity so quick quick aside saying that's the third atom Obviously, you're talking about uh, the Adam from the original Justice Society of America, yeah, Golden Age Adam. Uh, he uh, didn't Alprat. have shrink. Yeah, he Alprat, He didn't have shrinking powers. He just happened to be a man of small stature. Yeah, he was just a small dude, and then later on, he did wind up getting uh, nuclear powers. So he had his atomic punch. Um, was that another Julie Schwartz thing? Of you know, yep. Yeah, like, hey, let's. Let, I want this name back in action. So make me a hero. Make me a hero. Yeah. Okay. So, but this, yeah, Ryan Choi is the Adam is more like Ray Palmer's the Adam. He becomes small. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's humanity, honor, love, uh, hope, courage, truth, and what was destiny? The, destiny. As an avid comic book reader. Those seven things in DC Universe, have they ever meant anything to you? Like well, together. So honestly, like I, I feel like that just makes me think like the Lantern course, you know? So like we do have the Lantern of Love. Right. Um Hope. Hope. So love and hope are definitely there. Courage could be willpower. Courage could be. I mean, you did have to be honest and fearless to be a Green Lantern, so maybe truth. Um, but I mean th- those play with it. So I mean it's it's such a tough smattering of words because trust me, I, I did this conversation in my head as well. I was like, okay, where do I hear all these things? Where do they mean? You know, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you really sit down with the big seven DC superheroes and you have Superman and Martian Manhunter and Flash. So boom, those three all fill those slots. So it's like, okay, how do you replace them? How do you take out people and whatnot? And then how do you put into the TV shows? I mean, I don't know. But again, when we look at all those things, you know, it's like, okay, 
Love means sacrifice. That's Barry. Barry is obviously, he, he's very much sacrifice. Supergirl, she took on the anti-monitor and she believed that she destroyed him when she died. She hoped she had done it. She hoped to save her cousin. I know I'm stretching a little bit with those words, but, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So then it's like, okay, so I mean, these are big things like love, courage, hope, humanity, honor, truth, and destiny. They're all positive things. You know, maybe you could play with like, I know with Captain Marvel, he's big on, oh, I'm sorry, people don't know who I'm talking about. Shazam, mm-hmm. uh, he's really big on, you know, fighting against the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. So maybe these words tie into the seven virtues of man. There could be something to that. That could be it. I, I like that idea. Um, obviously, Ryan Choi doesn't have any powers at this point. He, he hasn't become the Adam. I'm, I'm he hasn't guessing, picked up the suit or the belt yet. Yeah, I'm guessing at the end of this he's going to because we know that Brandon Routh is leaving Legends of, of Tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm guessing this might be his last few episodes. I don't know if he's going to make it to the end of the season or not. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Especially since the character Ryan Choi in this has a wife and child. Yeah, so How does very he much leave so. to go on adventures with the legends when there's a white yeah, because i mean if he wasn't willing to say like okay this is the end of everything let me suit up and do something yeah why is he going to be like hey honey um uh heat wave wants to go fly around and do crazy stuff so i'm going to go join him no i don't don't see that, don't happening. See that happening at all yeah um yeah so at, at the end of it he says no. I don't want to go help out any heroes. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a hero myself. I'm gonna go home and be with my wife. The world is ending. Uh, but it's Iris in her. We are Flash way. Uh, <laughs> who walks into the room and says, "Hey, uh, this is what you need to do. You know, being a hero doesn't mean having superpowers. Being a superhero doesn't mean having superpowers. It means doing the right thing. Yeah. And we need you. The world needs you. Like." At this point, they don't know that they're the only world left, but yeah. Earth One is the only world left, and uh, yeah, they need they need him to do that. So he finally agrees to go ahead and go back to the Wave Rider with them and help them out. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at the at the in the the super cannon, the anti matter oh, yeah, cannon, cannon yep, yep. Uh, they both berries figure out that the only way to def- to destroy the soup the anti matter cannon without destroying all the worlds at once because there's a safe, basically a fail fail safe. So if this, if he, it's like those pressure weight bombs, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you could let go of the bomb, but then it's going to go off. So you have to stand there and hold it and suffer. And so that makes, that was really cool how they tied that in. Like I was like, okay, this, you know, you're not just going to have him run around and create a vertex that'll destroy it. You're going to use the treadmill stuff. Yeah. yeah. The comic. Uh, Yeah. No. So yeah. how, How did he destroy it in the comic? So basically, yeah, like he like right off the bat, Barry was one of the first people picked up um, and, you know, the psycho pirate was messing with his emotions, you know, to keep him happy because, you know, the flash means something to the anti-monitor because he's the first person who could transverse across the multiverse. Um, so he discovers the, 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 the cannon, you know, it's like, okay, this is a cannon that creates um, uh, antimatter, you know, and, and it's it's being focused um gosh how do i want it? like he's just i guess he's just using it to create antimatter focus it and uh to do what he needs to do so barry is like okay well you know if i create enough energy maybe that's matter positive matter so that positive matter can go ahead and destroy what's going on with the uh the antimatter and 
<clears throat> so he winds up doing that which causes him to run it off, run it off, run it off. And he basically runs himself to death. Like just, you know, like as we, as people, like you run all of a sudden you're hungry and it's like, yeah, I burned off all these like nutrients and everything and stuff like that. And so it was kind of a theory that, okay, well, if, if I run through this, um, it sent him throughout time as well for some reason. But again, you know, flashes tram travel through time by running. So it's yeah. like, okay. And so as he's going around and he's, he's just revisiting moments in the crisis. Uh, he revisits the moment with Batman. He has a last moment with kid flash. Uh, then he just runs himself to death. You see his skeleton, you know, like his skin sinking in him, him getting very skeletal looking until finally the famous page where you just see nothing but you know, him thinned out to a skull to nothing, not even bone in the costume. And then it just fades in and the cannon destroys. So in this one, in the show, they decided that, or they figured out if they reverse uh, the running in the treadmill, that it would be able to essentially Some different matter, positive right, matter. Yeah. If into, you do reverse into the world or into the, into the antimatter cannon and that would uh, destroy it. So uh, this is Barry, Barry, or our Barry, Earth One Barry, thinking this is the point. This is where I'm supposed to vanish in the crisis and die. So as he's, you know, singing his goodbyes to Cisco and Caitlin, as he says, the first two people to see him as the Flash, uh, uh, Barry from Earth Ninety comes up and steals his his speed yeah. from him yeah. temporarily, uh, and says, "No, it says a Flash has to die in the crisis, not you." So we now think that Barry Allen from Earth 90, who has who just finished telling us that he had a wife, that she passed away. So Tina, Tina. from the 1990 show, uh, you know, he, he's basically lived a life and he's saying it's OK for me to die. I'm an older, older man. You know, let, let me do this. And yeah, he, you've got more to live for than I do. Exactly. So he he uh, he gets on the treadmill and he he does he runs away and uh, Cisco actually puts him back on there. He's like, he, you know, it's either me or or your friend Barry. Which one would you rather see die? You know, who or yeah. actually more, it's which one would you rather see live? So I mean, yeah, he wants to see his own, his friend live. Oh yeah, yeah. And Cisco uses it against because Barry. Yeah, you mentioned Earth that the one, words, the speech. Yeah, Earth One. Barry said, look. When I leave, when I die during the, the crisis, you have to be the new team leader. You're going to have to make the hard choices. And that's what Cisco says. He's like, I'm the, I, you made me the leader. I have to make the hard choices. And this was the hard choice. You know, sending sending A. Barry off to die. Yeah. So uh, with that, they had to have, uh, before they could get to that point, they had to have someone absorbing all the energy that was coming off the cannon as no one was on the treadmill. Yeah. Bringing in... Black Lightning. Black Lightning, which we don't know what Earth he is from. The In the Black Lightning episode from last night, uh, we see his daughter, Jennifer, who is Lightning, um, fighting off against two other Jennifers from other Earths. Now, they had an Earth-1 Jennifer who had powers but was had them stripped away. And then they had an Earth-2 Jennifer, which in this world, Earth-2 is the one that all the heroes are villains. So that uh, she was a bad person. She was evil. Uh, they all ended up fighting against each other. Then the Earth 1 and Earth 2 vanished away. And then uh, Black Lightning's Earth uh, started to, started to vash, a flash, uh, vanish away and he was plucked. We now know that it was Pariah who plucked him because he was sent to that Earth as it was being destroyed. Now, 
two previous scenes or a previous scene is we see uh, Lois Lane talking to the monitor and she's looking at a monitor on the wave rider. Earth 73? Earth 73 is being vanished. So we can maybe Maybe, put together uh, that Earth 73 is where Black Lightning is from, which doesn't correlate with his first appearance either. Uh, As you went and looked it up, it was 1977, 75, somewhere around there. 77, I think, yeah. 77, so yeah. He might be Black Lightning from Earth 73. Well, Earth 73 is gone. So he is now part of uh, this team that is put together to fight the The, the, Monitor. The real outsiders. Ooh, very, very, very (laughs) far outside. Uh, So after Barry of Earth 90 dies, they all go back to the Wave Rider, introduce Black Lightning, and... Did we have another storyline? That was the three, right? Well, basically, yeah, everything comes to fruition. Like, uh, the Anti-Monitor is setting up and destroying multiple Earths. So, I mean, yes. he's at a point where he's destroyed Infinity minus one. So, bam, he's pretty solid. Um, all the, the hero teams have gone out. We've discovered the seven Paragons. The seven destroyed Paragons the are, Anti-Monitor are, cannon? Yeah, the, the cannon was a bonus. Uh, so they did destroy that, sacrificing a flash. Uh, Jefferson steps up to help. He's a nice addition to the team. Um, a, a sect group goes off Diggle, gets goodbye. Mm-hmm. He finally gets his goodbye with Ollie. Um, but then we discover Ollie's called on to a higher power. Um, so everybody's back to the ship. And that's Harbinger when the, the shows double up. cross happens. Yes, yeah. Harbinger shows up. So, so Lilac shows up to you know be like, oh, I was on Earth One. I was doing a reconnaissance, and they were like, well, where were you? And she's like, I have no memory of that. So yeah, why would she be on Earth One? And uh, someone who one of them he puts was Barry it together. started. Yeah, like, well, well, Barry puts it together about Pariah. I don't remember who it was that put it together. Put it together about her, but it's like, oh, well, the the Annie Monitor controls you, so. What does that mean? And he goes, well, Pariah, the Animator controls you too, always sending you to the place where mass destruction is about to happen. Yeah. So he puts it together that something's about to happen here. Lila's eyes turn white. She throws off. Voice (laughs) deepens. Yeah, her voice deepens. She throws off John uh, and a fight ensues. She makes people drop. She has powers over uh, everybody else. She then has to face off against... uh, uh, the monitor. Oh, we forgot about the the fight between almost fight between Batwoman and Supergirl, though. That's true. The uh, Dawn of Justice. Yes, uh, that's right. Because yes, uh, Supergirl takes the Book of Destiny and she goes off to a place and she decides to try to flip through it. And Batwoman comes up, knowing that she's armed with kryptonite, and is like, "You can't do this, Kara, because if you're successful, that's great, but." That saves a portion of people. If you're unsuccessful and we lose you and you go rogue, then we are all doomed. And, you know, she luckily doesn't flinch, stares her down, and then Kara's like, okay. <laughs> you know, <and> then, <laughs> but then later on, that was kind of a neat scene where, you know, finally um, Kate comes up to Kara and she's like, look, I, you know, I want you to have this. And she shows the disc, you know, luckily it's covered, the covering the kryptonite. You know, Carl's like, what? How how do you have this? You know, like, well, we got it from old man Crazy Bruce. And so, you know, then Carl's like, we'll keep it. And that's huge because <clears throat> in post-crisis continuity, when Superman first discovers kryptonite and he gets the piece of kryptonite that's known at the time, he actually leaves it with Bruce. He's like, I, 
I want somebody I trust to hold this. And it was like, you know, the Dark Knight's heart melting. <laughs> what? I can have friends. I'm the person? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. She says the, you know, like, uh, I have the hope that I'll never have to use it against you. Yeah, that you. was a cool play Kate on that. that yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Kara took right back at her says, well, I have the courage that you'll never have to use it too. Yeah. Kind of kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that was that happening. Going back to Harbinger, just you know, yeah, so now we're at the the the, the, the flashpoint of the episode. Honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah this yeah. is where the big stuff is. So yeah, Harbinger comes in. My God, okay, you brought this up to me on the first episode of this. What we've been doing these aftermaths, and I do appreciate the stunt work because when Harbinger takes down Diggle. Holy crap. Like we all love when like Black Widow does that, like grapple in your neck and swing around and all this stuff like that one. Like I have this rule of thumb. If ever you're falling or you're in a process of getting hurt and you could have a clear conscious thought, then it's going to hurt bad. (laughs) I had two conscious thoughts while that was happening. So I was like, oh God, poor Diggle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's like, wait, she's on. Oh no, this is not going to. Oh, this really feels bad. I didn't do my taxes and it's going to (laughs) hurt. Yeah, so uh, as you see the monitor and the anti-monitor through uh, Lila facing off with each other. Yeah, through proxy. <laughs> uh, monitor says to Priya, like, hey, it's up to you now. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? How do I know when to do it? And he's like, you'll know. And just right when at, he's about to lose, uh, Priya sends all the paragons, including uh, Martian Manhunter, who's on the ship somewhere. We hadn't seen him. Yeah, I don't. Did we? Well, we did see him once in the episode. No, we didn't see not, him at all in the episode. In this episode, no. Yeah. So I was literally surprised that he was on the ship. Man, no kidding. Because uh, I thought last time wasn't his mission. Wasn't he going to take another ship and go fly around picking up people? Yeah, he he took Brainy's Legion of Superheroes ship and and took a, like a couple billion people to Earth One. So when he hooked up with uh, the Wave Rider, I have no clue. All right. So talk about a convenient plot. Very point. convenient. <laughs> so yeah, they. Totally grabbed him, and uh, Sarah was in the med bay with, with Ollie. Which that brings me up to that. What well, crazy Ollie? What does? Yeah. What do you do with Ollie's body? That's just going to be sitting there. Just keep it tranked. And you have to, you, right? Yeah. And um, unless you use that as a weapon at some point. Actually, you know, it's interesting. Um, so I, this is new to me. I didn't realize the monitor could control bodies and talk through bodies and move through bodies and we just happen to have a body that's just sitting, that's around. Just sitting around there so <laughs> episode four ollie's gonna be the bad guy and then episode five ollie's gonna be the specter holding back the anti-monitor to defeat him there we go there's the there you go there's the rest of it because really, ollie has had had big moments in each one death resurrection and then soul searching yeah you know? so there you go possession and then redemption <laughs> so uh <laughs> the five paragraphs of ollie <laughs> um as as the pariah then sends away the seven paragons to vanishing point is a point outside of time just like uh uh earthx well earthx is outside of the dimensions not outside of time anyways Vanishing point is a point outside of time that the Wave Rider has been to before. And I think that's cool that they've used that before in the series. Because I know like uh Booster Gold, didn't that like that's I think that was place, his, yeah. his hideout. That's you know? where that's where the Time Master uh, Yeah, because uh, I'm more familiar Rip with Hunter. the Time Master yeah. Time Masters. But yeah, I think uh that's right. When when Booster and Rip joined forces, it kind of became like, All right, this is our cool hidey hole. Yeah. It's it's the <laughs> point keep that's the chalkboards. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be the point that's outside of time, so they're not affected by uh changing of history and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh so 
uh, as they are there, the seven paragons are there. This is where things start going weird because they're, they don't know what's going on. They don't know how to, what they're supposed to do next. Uh, I think Martian Manhunter is the one that says, well, we have to fight. That's what we have to do. Like, and they're, they're, they're kind of regrouping, but then you have, Oh my God, that moment <laughs> you have, um, Clark or Superman of earth. I think at this point we could just call him Superman. Yes. Yeah, Superman <laughs> of earth. Uh, Oh no. Um, we had it yesterday. 90. No, not 97. Yeah. Earth 97. Cause kingdom come the release. Okay, so Earth-97, uh, the Brian and Ralph Superman, uh, starts to turn red. Weird sh- weird shapes and colors yeah, and stuff. bleaking out of his body. And At least that's how I viewed it, yeah. It's literally sitting there like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, you have you to, he tells Carl, you have to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's hold- almost holding him, almost. And I almost thought we were going to be getting the- Oh, the classic the pose. Classic yeah, pose, that, that would have been a good she moment. She didn't pick him up. And then you could see, like, as another body was 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 showing up there, it ends up being Lex Luthor, and he literally rewrote, wrote his name on a page of the Book of Destiny that was Superman's name, or at least Superman symbol, or a version of Superman symbol, and changed it to Lex Luthor so that he would be the person that existed at vanishing point. So the nerve of Lex Luthor to rewrite Destiny to, to rewrite God. Destiny. So uh, he's the paragon of douche. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what does that mean? If you don't have the seven paragons, which are what you're going to need to stop the anti-monitor. Well, but this is good because, okay, if we go back, I think they even set their own rule. Episode two. No, episode one. Um Oh, my God. Was it? But there was one where the anti-monitor even tells him, he's like, things have changed. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and was, they don't like that. Was that episode two? That was episode one. Okay, that and, was episode and, and one. the monitor said it. Yeah, the monitor said it. So even the monitor, by his own admission, knows things can be changed. The mm-hmm. book is not all omnis- omnipotent. No, yeah. I can't see the word. Omnipotent. There we go. Um, so then that makes sense. And unfortunately, Luther is just wild card enough that that could work out. Because, I mean, if we think about it, and again, uh, comic book readers go back and look at um, what you might call it, um, the, the the dark side war, mm-hmm. you know, so that might help you with some backstory on, uh, on the monitor, the anti-monitor, I mean, but again, that was um, a major, a major Lex Luthor story. I mean, that's what brought him to the good guys. So, which uh, was interesting because we talked about that last night when we were doing this episode or doing last night's episode, but, uh, uh, monitor called any monitor mobius uh referring to yeah, mobius so and the mobius chair and, that, yeah. and all that stuff so that was that's pretty awesome um now well, okay so but on the flip of that today the anti-monitor via lila called the monitor not novu i have that is not ringing any bells for me so tell me as a non-tv fan yeah. how do i know this i mean it's it's literally they've just been saying it in the shows arrow and flash this season like when they've gone to uh research more about the monitor f- trying to find him in lore of any civilization instead of saying the name monitor it's no novumar or something like that is is the name that he goes by or he's referred to um, that the guy who's the guy who is now Pariah, who used to be Nash Wells, uh-huh. he would call him Novu as, as well. Like when he's like, "Oh, I found your lair, Novu. I'm coming to kill you," kind of thing. Which uh-huh. they we got the backstory of that uh, when 
he tells the story to vibe like or shows the story to vibe a little bit more of that backstory like you know this is my punishment for opening the gateway between yeah but that that matches up with pariah's history yeah so Okay, there we go. I do see something. So I I had to cheat. I went to Wikipedia. So Dax Novu, okay, the attempt to know and map the universe was deemed a partial success success after as after the death and the rebirth of the universe from Dax Novu, the firstborn of the monitors. So at first it was just the monitor. And then they kind of played with, hey, there's the watchers. So let's make more of them. So it's it's Yatu style. So right. it's like, okay, let's let's give some stuff. So Dax Novu. So if I remember correctly, I yeah, that comes out of Final Crisis. Okay, so I I was Final. Off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so they really did dip their finger in a lot of the crises. I mean, I would <laughs> assume that Jeff Johns was hanging around this writer room every once in a while during this big event. I mean. I could see him because well, he's an executive producer. I think. I think. I, I could did you sworn. see that? I, I know for sure. I saw it last night. So last night's show was Batwoman. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if he's just exclusive to one of the shows, or if he's exclusive to the event. Well, but I did see his name pop up when the show started. That was when he was like the chief creative officer, and right. he was in charge of things like that, like of TV shows and stuff like that. So he might still have his name on there as an executive producer. Oh, I see what you're saying. Then. Um. Yeah, so going into the 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 rest of tonight, or going into the end of tonight, are you left somber? You you feeling okay? You how do you feel at the end of this episode? Tonight's episode hurt. Like for me, I loved the '90s Flash show. Like I remember as a kid, you know, I remember Friday nights watching that when it was happening. Uh, unfortunately I didn't understand how TV worked, so it just vanished and it's like, what, you know, because it was one of those ones where it's like, I think they had two unaired episodes or something. Oh, like really? That. Yeah. It just ended and it made me sad because I really liked that flash. Like, honestly, that has roots into why I even got into comic book collecting, you know, because I, I enjoyed the show, the costume, the theatrics and everything. And it was like, okay. And I went to, you know, the circle K on 24th street and Avenue a in Yuma, Arizona. <laughs> they used to have a comic book rack and I went in there and I bought an issue of the flash, uh, 60 something. Uh, and I read it and it was Wally. And it was funny because I'm like, why do they call him Wally here? But they call him Barry on TV. There was no, there was no information back then. You couldn't find this stuff, and it was like okay, and and it caught, you know, I was like okay, and I would go, I would go to that Circle K as often as I could because I didn't know how comic books worked. I didn't know it was a monthly thing. So oh my God, I spent a lot of time at a Circle K that was far from home, and finally I got the next issue of the Flash. And I was like, yeah, this is weird because even in the comic book, it would, you know, now a new show on CBS, you know, and you're just like, okay, this is so weird. So, I mean, John Wesley Ship, I love him. I think he's a great actor. I've enjoyed him. Um, you know, what was it when he was Dawson Creek, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. he the dad on that? Like, I wanted to watch the show just because he was there, you know, like he he was a big part of my childhood. And, and the death of Barry Allen was huge. I mean, because that cemented everything. That's when comics were like, okay, nobody comes back. You know, and we saw that Barry was gone for like over 20 years, I think. Um, So, I mean, it was it was rough to watch that. It was beautiful. They really hit me hard when they went to that clip because I'm that was on the show from back then, you know, when he was talking to Tina McGee. God, I had such a huge crush on Tina McGee. You know, I was like, wow, you know, just the accent and everything. She showed up on this show. Yeah, I know she did. She came back. (laughs) So did uh, his partner in the crime lab. 
Julio. Julio, yeah. Yeah, he showed Be- up on. Believe it or not, I have the new volume, the the new Flash show. I have season one. Oh. I bought it because I bought it since they were in it. I was <laughs> like, oh my God, they're playing with these characters. I got to do this. You know, Henry Allen is is that. Tina McGee is Tina McGee. This is exciting. This is wild. Um, so yeah, that that hit. Like I, I kind of wish they would have gone more with like the skull look, but the way they had him like facing the camera running and just like ultimately just dissipate in the energy. Yeah, you know what it kind of reminded me of is uh well, his end game stuff. It was it was Infinity yeah, War. But it, I, I I laughed. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right. It, it does have a little bit of that dusting, but to me, it felt more like um logan or wolverine in x-men last stand when he's going up to stab the the dark phoenix like little pieces of him are just flecking away flecking away and burning away Hmm. and stuff like that like that's what i got more out of it i could see it maybe i just didn't maybe i but i but it just i mean it was it was beautiful like it was it was sad it was rough um, you know, this is a Barry, you know, you know, how they play those, you know, old man, Logan and old, you know, this is old man, Barry. It's like, it's this true. is the Barry who's lost everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, he put it on the line for the next Barry and it's like, there you go. And it almost felt like a moment, like when the two flashes were talking to each other in the speed force, it felt like it was Barry talking to Wally. Yeah. You know, very much so. I mean, no disrespect to Grant Gustin, but it was like, wow. You know? Actually, you didn't, you didn't get any, uh, Jay talking to Barry or no. Because Barry has become the new Wally. Yeah, that's true. And even, even, even truth be told, even truth be told, even back with that '90s show, it wasn't Barry. It was Wally. It was more Wally. It was like, hey, we don't want this because Barry. Okay, Barry has a crew cut and he wears a bow tie. (laughs) He's a little bit of a stiff shirt. You show me an episode of Grant Gustin wearing a bow tie. I don't think it exists. There is. There is. Is he's on when he's on Earth Two or something like that? That that version of Barry. Okay, because so they did it as an Easter egg. Yeah, Uh, that's sad that that's become an Easter egg (laughs) because that was a staple of his. Yeah, like Hal with the flight jacket bury with the bow tie yeah and that kind of sucks because you know jeff johns loves to put those little staples like why wasn't that i was like oh i remember spending time i remember spending an afternoon with my mom and she taught me how to tie bow ties and that's why i will always wear it because it takes me back to her (laughs) god i should be writing these things where is that but anyways um so that that was a beautiful moment it was heart-wrenching um yeah i mean my my flash died you know that was crazy um you know, I don't know much about Black Lightning, the show, but again, props to the actor. He really brought it, he cementing did. the fact that he's like, I didn't just lose a world. I lost my wife, the love of my life. I lost my children. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, he, he sold that. And then at the end, I guess it's true, it comes in threes with Superman falling and these red particles coming out of him. He's like, Carl, you got to fix this. And then he's gone. <laughs> like... Oh my God, like he's why I'm watching this, you know, and Superman is gone. I mean, this Superman is gone the two because Tyler the team, dissipated. Yeah, gone. Every other world is gone. So Superman is gone. We have a Lex Luthor. Yeah, freaking Luthor. <laughs> a bearded oh, Lex Luthor. So the John Cryer, I mean, he's a good actor, <laughs> but I hated him in Superman 4. His, that cousin or oh, whatever yeah, he played. Nephew. Nephew. God, he was so annoying. But so, Let me so, ask you this. Uh, do you think that that is... That is the the. Do you think that the '90s uh, Flash took the place of Barry's or our Barry's? Uh, death? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you think that was? I'd it? been calling it since episode one or part one. Like I knew it because you have to have a Flash die, right? And from a, a character standpoint, from an actor standpoint, it's a great way to honor John Wesley Shipp's portrayal of the Flash. 
Uh, it's a great way to still honor the comic book legacy. Win, win, win. So it made total sense why they did that. You know, like, I mean, if they could, I can't, I don't know the actress who played Supergirl in the movie, but I know she came back. Didn't she do an episode of Supergirl? Oh, Helen Supergirl. Slater? Yeah, Helen yeah, Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't she? She plays uh, Alex and Kara's mother. Yeah, you know, so she's Dean Cain's wife, wife and that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like... It, 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 the icing on the cake is bring her in, put her in like a Power Girl costume, or just call her Superwoman oh, and let cool. her beat the hell out of the Anti Monitor and make the ultimate sacrifice. And it's like, okay, we still had our cake and ate it too. <laughs> you know, so. But that's what that moment was for the Flash, and it was beautiful. It was great. Um, so no, I it, it makes sense, and I I could see that one coming. So let's go over this real quick too. Uh, back to the Paragons, the Seven Paragons. We have. Um, we have Kara and Marsh Manhunter. We're both from the, the Supergirl show. Yes. We have Batwoman, who's from the Batwoman show. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Sarah from S- Legends. Of Sarah Tomorrow. from Legends. We have uh, so then Brandon Routh, who's Brandon outsider, Routh. but kind of from Legends. Well, well, kind of from Legends and I mean, kind of from actor. Supergirl because he's Superman. Yeah, so he gets to play both. He kind of gets to play both. Ryan Choi is totally brand new, but he appeared on Flash. But then again, yeah. he has an atom tie. Yeah, that's a more of an atom tie. So I, I would say he's he's completely outside. Okay, he's completely outside. I'm missing outside. one. Who am I missing? Um, we got Destiny, Honor, Hope. Supergirl? Supergirl. I said Supergirl. No, Supergirl, Marshman Honor. Batwoman, Sarah, Brandon Routh, Ryan. Now I'm at the same mystery one as you. Yeah. Um, Why are we missing one? It, you said Brandon Routh. Yeah. You said um, you said Sarah. John Cryer. No. No. He stole. He stole. <laughs> um. Oh man. Oh, love. Flash. Barry. Flash. Flash himself. So, so it was another, uh, another Flash one. So we didn't have one from Arrow, and we didn't have one from Black Lightning. The two of the, uh, yeah, the five shows, shows uh, or two of the six shows. Is it six or six or five? Is Batwoman. Supergirl should be six then because you have the five shows and then Black Adam Black, Black, Black Lightning. Lightning yeah so yeah so out of the six shows three only three of them no four of them had Paragons on them I wonder if yeah, that's any that significance no I think we're gonna fish too hard at that stuff because again throwing this out there for the the listeners the door the seven symbols. I think that's neat. I don't think it means anything though. Like okay. I just, I, you know, we, we pulled up a picture of the door. We looked at it. You could analyze it. I mean, they're all very symmetrical symbols. So maybe if you fold them, they say something, mm. but I just, I didn't see anything from a comic book standpoint that cements me into saying, okay, let's, let's investigate this further. Okay. So yeah, I just, I, I think it's, you know, like, Again, it makes sense. You know, Superman represents hope. So Supergirl's obviously the bigger character, hence why she's hope. Batwoman, you know, Batman is about courage. The so same thing. Batwoman would pull into that courage as well. Barry is love. You know, his love for Iris, you know, the lightning rod thing. Flashes always yeah. come back to their wife. So but that's it makes sense. Didn't you feel a little upset because of uh, Blackest Night? Like he got the hope ring in Blackest Night. Yeah, but, you know, again, the like... Because, yes, I, I remember their talk in DC Comics, like, Barry is the patron saint of hope, you know? So it's like, well, then, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm okay with it here. I, like, it makes sense. Because, honestly, the way they play this Flash, 
it's it is a it's a teen drama. It's that love soap opera stuff. So it makes more sense to say, okay, there's love because you know with Kara because okay, then you would flip flop those two. But who does Kara love? Mm. You know, she. I mean, she loves Earth. So then you're giving her the Wonder Woman shtick, where it's like, well, you love everything, therefore <laughs> you are love. You know, no. So I think that totally makes sense there. Um, Ryan Choi, humanity. Okay, totally makes sense, especially the way they explained it. He's but a again, man. they molded his character to fit that need. So yeah. that's a tough one. Uh, Martian Manhunter was honor, right? So, I mean, I could get that because, like, being an, um, a manhunter in the Martian you know, culture was a great honor. It meant that you were one of the best of us. Like, And he's very much all about, it, you, in this show especially, about honoring the Martian ways and and you know Martian culture and stuff like that. So I, you know, I mean, you can pretty much say that about any character, though, uh, in any one of these shows that they all right. they are honorable. But you want to you want to put him in there? Sure, why not? Yeah. So let's see. I, who do we got to cover? Sarah for Destiny. I guess that makes sense with the she's going on the boat. Destiny and, a bunch of time. Yeah, know, yeah. And she's an outside character out the wazoo. Yeah, like, that, that's made totally made cool. brand new for Green Arrow. <laughs> has now been introduced into DC Comics. Yeah, so that's that's all brand new, but it does it does fit that, you know. So, I think for the most part, like they're you know, they're 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 nice, they're snug in that in that hole to fit that part, you know. So, they definitely fit. So, give me this now. Uh you were you were starting it earlier, uh Seven Paragons Seven members of the Justice League, or the, right. the Big Seven. So you you had your your uh, your Flash, your Martian Manhunter, and your Superman. Like okay, those, so those have direct. Those, those yeah, are those direct three would directly pair. take into themselves. Supergirl is your new uh, Wonder Woman. I think Supergirl is your Wonder Woman. Uh, Bat Batwoman is your Batman. Yeah. Uh, so who's your Green Lantern and who's your Aquaman? So that leaves us with Ryan Choi and. Um, we gotta get some paper. <laughs> Ryan Choi and um, because yeah, we're talking Green Lantern and Aquaman. So who fits Sarah? That? Okay, Sarah. So Destiny and Humanity. I guess so. So that means Sarah is Aquaman by way of Destiny because yeah, Aquaman the 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 the, the royalty the, the the family heir and all that stuff. So that happens there. And how Jordan being a human, he is the first human lantern. So Ryan Choi represents that. So there that's, you go. That's how I can fit I, it in there. You can at least <laughs> fit it in there that way. That's that's perfect. I like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so then coming into a month from now, when we have to when we check back in. Uh, what are you hoping to see? So, I I, I want to see more Kingdom Come Superman. Like, if that's how they end it, I am going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, Especially uh, since everybody else on the Wave Rider that wasn't the Seven Paragons supposedly vanished in the in the wave. Yeah, like in the the red wave of antimatter. So, where the what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, we know that the big plan for the Anti Monitor is to reshape a new world in the image that he wants in in a antimatter world image. So whatever that means, who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he's dead. I don't think he would have been red waved uh, because the red wave would have already passed. So if he gets sent back to that point of swap, who uh, Superman and, and Luther, oh, like okay, they gotcha. trade out. So the wave has already passed. 
So you could have a Superman that's floating around in antimatter space or just floating around in the nothingness. And as we've seen, Superman is strong enough to like punch through those barriers, you know, like because we've seen that, like go back to the kingdom when he flies up and he hits kind of the dome and he recognizes that something's going on, Um, you know, so that like we there there should be potential to see him there. So I want to see more of that. What about Um, what about the 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 pocket universe that him lois and alexander luther jr yeah, so and- where that happens i don't think that's happened yet and i don't see it happening in this okay unless by way of lila maybe um because there is no alexander luther in this so that's what that that essential character is missing now there is a lex luther Mm-hmm. So maybe that helps. Um, but I want to see the origin of Mobius. I want to see their explanation of it. So I hope that is part four. Like, tell us about this villain. That, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, yes. We I, need I, to. Like, why was he locked up? What did he do? Why is he wrong? You know, is uh, because in the comics, he's not a mad scientist who became this. He's just a force of nature. So that's why he's like, because like, obviously you've got in comics, you're four big bad guys, Galactus and the Anti-Monitor. Darkseid and Thanos. Now, Darkseid and Thanos are very much a one-for-one. You know, even the creators have said that. Uh, The Anti-Monitor is not necessarily a Galactus, but it's the same idea. When this guy shows up, it's the end of the world. It's just for the Anti-Monitor, it's the end of the universe. So I want to see, like, who is this Anti-Monitor? What are his motivations? What is his tics? And that would be perfect to open up with with episode, or part, sorry, part four Part four, which is a Arrow episode. So that's... I could see that that you could totally have that be your your anti monitor episode, and then part five, which is the Legends of Tomorrow episode. So I mean, maybe you do a future jump, or you do some more time travel, like oh, you know, this is how we figure it out, and then the happy ending. I mean, because yeah. things have to end in a happy oh, yeah. ending, right? Well, everything's got to be set. So I mean, like it, it definitely looks like that. That the game plan, the end result is to unify the histories and the continuities of all the CW shows. So Black Lightning and Supergirl will be fully on Earth 1, mm-hmm. whether we keep numbers or not. I also love the fact that Black Lightning doesn't really accept the idea of the multiverse until he sees Superman on the wave on the bridge of the Wave Rider. And that thing's real? <laughs> yeah, cuz he's he's I mean, cuz in his universe, you know, stories of Superman it's a are comic book character. is a comic book character. That's yeah. awesome. So the the idea of yeah, Superman's real. He's here. He, there's two of them sitting right in front of you. <laughs> no, uh, I'm a believer. <laughs> it makes it makes you a believer. Yeah, no, that that was cool. <laughs> that was a fun reaction. But yeah, so that's what I hope for, you know, I hope they I I just hope it sticks the landing. I hope the conclusion is strong and good. Um, Could be difficult. It can be. I mean, honestly, it can be, but I'm in for it. You know, I've dedicated, we've dedicated so much time to this that I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Now, after this point, since there's all the other Ursa are, are uh, vanished, so to speak, any possibility of us still getting some cool cameos for the last two episodes? Cool cameos in what way? Like different Earths, like how we've been doing, like how they've been doing. Yeah, like you can't get rid of that idea because as we've even seen with the comics, like what did they do with Infinite Crisis? They brought back the multiverse. They just brought it back with a specific set of 52. But I'm just saying in, in this specific episode five or episode four and episode oh five, yeah yeah no definitely you 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 do your diggle green lantern you give the fan service even though there's no Earth, no other even though there's no other us you still do it like okay well because this is where it's like to me you know it could be really fun like you like okay i'm thinking about next year's crossover and i've got two that come to mind the first one let's do dc one million wow like, let's let's that would see be even 
further future versions of these heroes. Okay. So you could take from the comics and you could take your show characters and make them that way. Mm-hmm. So boom, you've got DC 1 million. Um, if not, then you go the other route, the dark multiverse. Wow. I was going to say zero hour. You said that last night. I thought zero hour was, is the best idea. Like it'd be fun, but like right now with what I'm seeing. So now it's like maybe for the next year when we do have people pop up, they are dark versions. So like when you see like, Oh cool, here's Jay Garrick. He's going to help me. No, this is, you know, the red death. Yeah. It's like, this is the evil flash. So it's like, maybe that's what we have a year of. And then at the culmination of that, the multiverse is reborn. But you have to be careful when you do that because then it's like, well, why is Kara so sad? Because her Earth, her Earth will have to be merged in, and then all those people will still be there. Otherwise, all those actors and actresses lost their jobs mm-hmm. for a crossover. So that would suck. Um, but so, how do you make the stakes count, and how do you not undo what you just focused on fixing? So since we did, we did, we just did Elseworlds last year, and we're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths this year, uh, doing. Uh, zero hour or doing um, dark multiverse wouldn't I think would not be a good idea because you're just doing other dimensions again. Well, yeah, and I guess you're right because that seems too much like what was it Earth X then? Yeah. yeah. So I think I think DC one million brilliant idea <laughs> that that's cool. Or you do Day of Vengeance. I think that could be. Yeah, I mean now there's there's a precedent for hey the Spectre something again. Yeah. So, so why not? Yeah. You just got to get Hal Jordan in there quickly for Day of Vengeance, right? <laughs> <laughs> or cross your fingers and maybe a, a light war of some a lantern oh war. Oh, my God. No, HBO Max will get that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe this should. Oh, that'd be great, but I don't think. Over. No, I don't think. I think HBO Max is its own thing. It could probably. Because well, like, it's kind of like we talked about. I think it's just like they finally realized with this distribution rights and everything. Yeah. Because Warner, if you actually go to their website and you look, you can get movies that don't exist. Oh. Like you can buy stuff and have it printed and sent to you. Uh, the 19, I, I forget if it was late 80s or early 90s, but that Spirit movie they made, mm-hmm. I own it. Like, I bought a copy. Like, they printed it and put it in a nice DVD box and sent it to me. I was like, that is so cool because <laughs> I did that and somebody spilled a soda on it, so I thought it was all gone, and now it's back. And it's like, this is awesome. So, like, why not? Why not start your own streaming service and then, yeah. We have the up the seasons. We can print it and burn it and send it to you. You know, so I don't see that stuff crossing over, which sucks because I would love that. You know, I mean, I it's it's so funny because it's like growing up. Obviously, I'm a Green Lantern fan, so I don't mind Green Lantern, Green Arrow. I don't. You know, I think it's fun for us. We get that banter. You know, I get to rib you. You get to rib me. That's great. Flash, Flash is your buddy. You know, so it's like that's so cool. And now I live in a world where Flash and Green Arrow are there, and there's no Green Lantern. It's like, what? <laughs> no, there's a huge thing missing. Come yeah. on. And now we're so close to getting that Green Lantern core show, and it's a shame that that won't happen. So I don't know. Hopefully CW will just fold into Warner Brothers HBO Max, and then that way Grant Gustin can have a buddy to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that was night three of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Come back in a month. The good thing is you survived because you're listening That's to us. That's right. <laughs> no, hopefully. Uh, come back in a month and you get to see, we get to talk about it all over again. Uh, if you have some opinions or some theories or... Yeah, tell us your opinions. Tell us your predictions. What do you think of the Paragons? Would you have chose differently? Do you agree with it? Um, what's your seven? Yeah, who are your seven? Uh Get, get a hold of me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Find Chris on Twitter at? Stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. 
The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. But until next time, this has been the Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW After Show podcast for Geek Elite Media saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast.